When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's the pride of Fairbury, an average Joe. Bill Dolman, the professor. I had a 6 ACT in 1967. One time I got an A and my grandma beat me for cheating. Now with Hale Varsity Radio. Oh, I needed the drink there. Uh, hour two, it's Hale Varsity Radio. Uh, presented by Currency, Chris Schmidt, Mark Cranach, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark, the pride of Fairbury. NBC Sports, the Professor Bill Dolman, uh, enjoying all of Minnesota's outdoor festivities. He's on a lake. I don't know if he's in a canoe or a fire pit or what, but it's it's pretty scenic. It looks like you're about ready to shoot. You've done mattress ads in Denver, Bill. Are you ready to shoot a old Milwaukee commercial? Well, speaking of shooting, we're out uh, in the lake here earlier trying to find Fredo, if that's what you're uh, wondering what I'm doing up here. Okay, Which cool. lake is that, by the way? What lake I don't you know, got? Gull? Gull get Lake. Your, get your uh, Gumi, apparently. Get your what? I believe Lake Gall by, uh, by Brainerd. Got it, it. It rhymes with ball. It almost looks like he has like a virtual background because it's it's a, it's like the type of background that people would put as their virtual <laughs> background, like some yeah. beautiful lakefront, but it's actually real. Yeah, yeah, it's, no, really it's, it's the yeah, it's the real thing. I I was heading back to Lincoln and I got I took a wrong turn and just kept going and ran into a twelve pack of Guinness. So you know, you said <laughs> you needed a drink. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, have a uh, I have a quick aside here. This the background reminds me, and you guys might remember the name. There was a Nebraska tight end way back in the day. It was like the Crouch years. Uh, Troy Hasserbrook was his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah. was my middle school social studies teacher, and I, I believe he went off and became a, a firefighter. But long story short, uh, he briefly you followed drove him out of teaching. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, briefly following his college football career, he he got into modeling. He he bounced around. And I think he's uh, we're friends on Facebook. I think he's uh, settled into to firefighting. Has been doing that for a while now. But long story short, briefly, he was a model following college, and we found one of his videos back in middle school of him as a model in a music video where he's like sitting on a dock just like that on a lake. And he's, huh. he's sitting there shirtless with the, this female singer. Like, the music video is her, like, stroking his chest and, like, singing this weird love song. And that video wait, made wait the rounds minute. in middle school. And I don't know if anyone ever told him that we found that video. But I remember that being just the craziest well. week of middle school ever, of senior middle school social studies teacher in a music video that's, like, a weirdly a little bit sexualized with some woman stroking his chest. That was a random aside, but... There's about five ways that short story long could have taken a very strange turn that would have been uh-huh. best for Hale Varsity Radio after dark. No, and yeah, I just, well, I just brought it up because he was a former Husker in just the background. That lake looks like the lake that he was at with this Pride. female singer-songwriter. Pride of Lincoln High. What he's saying, Bill, is after this segment, take the shirt off and just wait. Don't show up. <laughs> <laughs> show up, man. It's coming. She sings too. It's it's awesome. It's a full. I was waiting for he was sitting on the dock of the bay watching the tide roll away, but that would be way before Elijah's time. And this is a great way to avoid talking about what transpired over the last uh, 12 12 to 24 hours. So let's just keep it going. 
yeah, let's 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 get it out of the way real quick. Uh, last night, Nebraska did not close. Panicked or not? Not so much. Uh, you think things can be okay? Are you encouraged or are you discouraged? Twenty-four hours later. Always be closing, mm. right? You know, there there are things to be pretty dis- discouraged about, especially when you've seen that movie over and over and again, and the uh, the ending never changes. Uh, but I there, thought there were some things that were positive. I don't think they lost by quitting. Whereas I think if you look back at some of the games over the past, you know, few years, even last year, leading at halftime against Illinois and Minnesota, and then just coming into the second half, and you really didn't have any confidence when they took to the field in the second half that they were going to win those games. Uh, I don't think I got the sense last night that there was give up. Minnesota made plays when it needed to make plays. That sounds very cliche, and it is. But I think if you look back at some of those close losses a year ago when Nebraska had a chance to win, there was just a mentality of, of, of give up, of the inevitable. And you hate to say quitting, but I don't think Nebraska ever gave themselves a chance sometimes in those close games because they just assumed the worst. I think that team played well enough certainly to win. I don't know how good Minnesota is, to be honest with you. But Nebraska certainly played well enough to win, and I don't think there was a quit. I think they did fight to the very, very end of the game. And so I think that that's promising. But, you know, I was listening to your show uh, last week at 5 o'clock on a Friday, and your guest was brilliant in his analysis because you asked him you asked him what Nebraska needed to do to avoid some of the, the pitfalls. And then the guy said that, uh, you know, avoid first and fifteen and avoid penalties when you have the ball near the goal line. And those things resurfaced again. So whoever that was, you ought to have him back. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. Is Sims going to be... That was be... my least favorite segment. Yeah, no, it, is, is Sims going to be fixable? Did you say Jamal Lord? What? No. Oh, see, we Go had over. that earlier, too. I'm sorry. Well, I didn't get a player. I didn't get a play earlier. But anybody who played the game back, you know, 25 years ago was watching that. And I think as 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 you watch that first half develop, you know, those flashbacks to one of the best safeties to ever play quarterback at Nebraska, other than Tony Velan, that you probably thought, you know what, this guy is is being overused in the running game, and he's going to get hurt. And if he's their best guy, they cannot continue to allow him to carry the ball. 19 times you know in in situations like that uh he was i mean i think nebraska exposed their hand by relying on him so much 19 times is a lot i don't think he should probably throw the ball more than 19 times a game but uh, they've got to get some of those backs to where they can rely on them to get five six 15 16 yards of carry and not have it be sims whereas we knew back in the jamal lord era that if it was third and eight, sure enough, they're going to shotgun snap it, and it's a quarterback draw over and over, and that's the hand that got played last night. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things, Bill, we were talking about how much should Nebraska sort of admit who they are and lean into that versus, you know, try try to have your quarterbacks be dropback types when they're not. They're just not that. Because look who's look who's even behind Sims, Heinrich Harburg, and that's kind of the rub on him is he's not a great thrower either, right? 
Chubba Purdy. Maybe he is a great thrower, Turn but in the machine. limited action that we've seen him, eh, I don't know. But he's fast. And guess what? Harburg's fast and big. And Sims is fast and big. It kind of seems pretty like lean into that. That's what you are. You're you're not you're not attracting the the next Tom Brady to come play at Nebraska. And he, and by the way, you don't have the receivers to do it right now. And then you can't pass protect. Like all the signs are just telling you, don't worry about drop back game. It's just not who you are. You know, maybe they've got to get him out there and be much more mobile and and throw, you know, the shorter passes on the run. Uh, if he can't sit back in the pocket, which I thought the offensive line played better last night than I, than I expected it to. I mean, he did get hit a little bit in the backfield. But, you know, Nebraska out-yarded um, uh, Minnesota, and I thought Nebraska's line played better than Minnesota's line. So I think there's some promise there. But, yeah, w- what will the game plan be? Next week, will we see Sims roll out a little bit more, be more mobile and throwing on the run? Maybe he's more comfortable doing that. I I don't know, but he certainly was locked in on the receivers that he was throwing the ball to. Once he had his mindset that he was going that way, that's the way he went. And as a result, you've got three interceptions. Uh, And and Nebraska telegraphed it with, yeah, this guy's going to run on third down and six, and they're just going to rely on the big quarterback to get the first down. Those backs have to be more consistent. I thought we saw some really nice things from Anthony Grant until the last carry of the game. I, I mean, know. he made some nice plays. I thought Ramir Johnson was the player that that Matt Rule has fallen in love with, right? Mm-hmm. And clearly, he was underutilized the last couple of seasons. And Gabe Irvin, I think, can be the kind of back that will give you, you know, the four to eight yard, you know, power play. So they've got a nice complement of backs, but they can't rely on Sims to be the main the main ball carrier nor can they allow him to be the, a drop-back passer. Okay, so real quick on that. I, I agree with you, but just to talk about it, since this is a talk show, what? why would you say they can't rely on him to do that? Why Why not? Why not let to him run the ball run all the time? Games? Yeah. Why to not? run the ball all the time? Because you're he's talking got- to Nebraska fans that they've saw, you know, Eric Crouch did it. Frost, to a degree, did it. Lord did it. Why not? Why can't they? They don't have because Adrian Mart- because Adrian Martinez did it too. It ends up with uh, shoulder surgery, a broken jaw, <laughs> bumps and bruises throughout the course of the season, and you didn't have development with your with your backups. And, and maybe Purdy's a better thrower. Maybe Harburg's a better hybrid between all three of them. He can throw adequate. He can run adequately. And Sims is just a great runner. I I don't know what the answer is, but I think we'll have a pretty good idea of how they how well this team adjusts from one game to the next, if, you, if your most improvement is from your first game to your second game, that's going to be a, a, a glaring example as to what Nebraska does with Jeff Sims next Saturday when they take on Colorado. Uh, I, I would imagine it's going to be different. I would imagine that they're going to do the job that Matt Rule said last night. They're going to coach him up. They're going to make adjustments, show him what he did wrong, and give him another chance to be better. But to let him run the ball as much as he did and to telegraph it, that's just going to get him hurt. Yeah, Bill Dolman with this year. Some of those runs over to the running backs mm-hmm. to decrease how many times he ran. Sorry, Elijah. Yeah, it's Bill Dolman with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Bill, the, the two takeaways I think that are, are just going to, I'm going to paint with a broad brush here from last night. Our people are encouraged by the defensive performance. They're discouraged by the offensive performance. And I want to get your thoughts. Are you more encouraged by what the defense showed you? Or are you more discouraged by what the offense showed you? I, I guess that the question being, 
do you think there's more hope in the fact that the defense can keep you in a lot of games this year, or is there more discouragement in the fact that the offense has potential to blow a lot of games this year? Where are you at on that that sliding scale? I did. I did like the aggressiveness of the defense, and I think that's kind of what we were expecting and hoping to see from Tony White's three-three-five. You know, I, I, people hear that and they hear the criticisms. What nobody really knows. You know, they, they go down to Buffalo Wild Wings and think that they're all defensive coordinators. It, in the three-three-five, <laughs> it's angles, it's athleticism, it is a certain coached violence to see the ball and go hit the ball. And I thought we saw that. I thought the secondary was as good as advertised, other than that last catch on. Four Fourth down and 10, Hartsaw got beat on a great route. You know, tipped the cap, and he made a great, great catch before his heel came down. But I thought the defense played pretty well. And the other thing significantly about the defense that was different than a year ago in the opener, remember in the second half against Northwestern, Nebraska's defensive line, those guys played 50, 60, more, more snaps. And by the time the end of the third quarter rolled around, they were completely gassed and there was no depth. And we saw last night that Nebraska played a lot of guys as advertised defensively. And I didn't see the, the, the participation chart, but I would bet that you had at least 20 to 25 that guys that played and a significant number of snaps were divided up amongst the guys along that defensive line. So they were fresher in the fourth quarter of this year's season opener than what we saw in last year's season opener. And I think maybe – Corey Campbell did his job in getting that group prepared to play physical football on the defensive side of the field for four quarters. That was not the case the last year, four years at all. So, Bill, you're walking up to the whiteboard. You have space underneath my name, which has an F next to it because that's inevitable. What grade are you giving Nebraska from last night? Solely on last night. Nothing before, nothing upcoming. Just those 60 minutes. What's the grade? Well, first of all, they're not from Iowa, so that's not an F. Secondly, bet, yeah. they're not uh, Cubs fans, so they don't get an F there. Uh. Um, and they're not from Creighton. So, okay, so there's those are the positives. Uh, for Nebraska overall, well, you don't win the game, so I, I'm not exactly sure that you you know you get a high grade. But this is the type of the time of the semester when people are considering pass no pass. So if you want to squeak by and uh, <laughs> get out of my class, you might want to. I would give them a passing grade. I'm not going to say fail just yet. But if there's no improvement next week, and if they drop one of the games at home in Lincoln, uh, that's not that's not going to be good. Well, then we're well, going to have the Connor Clark Insurance Workshop. Well, let's let's define the terms. What is wow. a what is a pass and what is a no pass? Is your passing just six and six? Me, that's a solid. If you get a C? passing grade, you you win, right? C's get degrees, right? I sure. still think this is. A, I still think this is a team that can win seven games. I, I wow. am encouraged by the. I'm encouraged by the way the defense played. I think that defense. People give Illinois and Purdue and some of these other teams in the Big Ten way, way too much credit, right? So I'm not going to say this team is going to not go to a bowl game, but I think it can be good enough because I thought the defense played well, and I don't think they lost the game by quitting. And I think we saw that the last couple of years, that when they went on the field in the second half, even with the lead, there was just an air of inevitability that they were going to lose. And I don't think that team felt that it was going to lose. Maybe when the fumble hit the floor, maybe when Sims threw the interception, that here we go again. But for 59 minutes, I felt like that team believed that it could still win the game. And I think that's a positive step. that's, That's fair. Unofficially. 24 players played defense last night, uh, unofficially. I think that was your prediction. I think you said, I don't know. It has to be about, I, like, I think you hit it right on, 24. 
So a lot of guys did play defensively last night, and that number could increase at home where you're actually traveling with more dudes too. Who knows? And, they, and they played or early, and they were fresher later, like Bill touched on. Yep. Billy D, what's uh, on the docket this weekend? You got about a minute. Are you going to catch some walleye? Uh, or no, no, just a bunch of dudes sitting around drinking some beverages, listening to Rick Springfield on a lake in Minnesota. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> fun. Waiting for waiting for guys being dudes. And... Look at that. <laughs> Love it. Killer bees hanging out in Minnesota. Yeah. Well, darn tootin'. I like it. I know it's Fargo, but just roll with me there. Uh, Bill <laughs> Dolman, Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports, the professor at Bill Dolman on Twitter. Billy D, we'll see you next week. Thanks for a few minutes today. All right, boys. Go Big Red. See you. There he is. See you later, Bill. All right. Brady Altman is on deck. We'll get his take on uh, what to expect from Satterfield moving forward. Hail Varsity continues.